You're listening to the GDPR Weekly Show with your host, Keith Budden. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the GDPR Weekly Show and I'm your host, Keith Budden. Uh, As usual, I'd like to start with a shout out to our new listeners and we have new listeners this week from London, Portsmouth, Guildford, Manchester, Reading, Brighton, Southampton, Nottingham, Kingston-upon-Thames, Slough, Peterborough, Chester, and then uh, Stockholm in Sweden, Oslo in Norway, Lisbon in Portugal. Special shout-out to Lisbon. You are our first listeners in Portugal, so a big welcome to you from the GDPR Weekly Show. Tel Aviv in Israel, Hefa in Israel, Karnataka in India, Jakarta in Indonesia, and Shanghai in China, plus uh, additional listeners in the US uh, from California and from New York. And so a uh, big welcome to all of you from the GPR Weekly Show. And uh, in a few moments, I'll be telling you what's coming up in this week's edition. As always, I really appreciate everyone taking 30 minutes out of their time to listen to this weekly update on what's happening in the world of GDPR. And if you have any comments, please always send them across to me at podcasts at insurety.co.uk. That's E-N-S-U-R-E-T-Y dot co.uk. Podcasts at insurety.co.uk. Messages get to me. I do read every single message you send in. And thank you for all the positive feedback that you're sending in about the show. It's great to hear what you're doing and how it's helping you and how much you're enjoying the show. And... Uh, any comments please do send them across I do read every comment unfortunately because of the volume of comments I don't have an opportunity to reply to all of them but I do reply to those that you know really warranted a reply but as I say all of your comments are very very welcome so please do send them over thank you for spending half an hour with me and uh, I'll soon be telling you what's coming up in this week's edition of the GDPR Weekly Show you're listening to the GDPR Weekly Show with your host, Keith Budden. So coming up in this week's edition of the GDPR Weekly Show, we have um, news of a urgent update to a WordPress GDPR plugin. So if you use WordPress and you have a GDPR plugin, please do listen to the first article in this week's GDPR Weekly Show. After that, we have a look at some action being brought by a group called Privacy International against some data collection agencies, principally in the UK, Experian and Equifax. We then have an update on Brexit, which is obviously very important for everyone in the UK, and some thoughts on how the current... uh, Outcomes on Brexit may have an effect on the actions you need to take to ensure that your business or organisation remains fully GDPR compliant. We then have a look at an investigation into Microsoft Office by the Dutch Information Commissioner's Office to see whether Microsoft Office is actually GDPR compliant or not. And then we end up with some thoughts on... Uh, GDPR now that we're six months in. So, another packed edition of the GDPR Weekly Show. Check us out on Facebook. 
Just a reminder that as well as the podcast, we now have our own Facebook group. Please do pop along and see us there at https colon slash slash www.facebook.com slash groups slash GDPR weekly show. That's always one word, GDPR weekly show. And uh, do please come and join the group and follow the discussions that are going on. You're listening to the GDPR Weekly Show with your host, Keith Budden. An urgent notice, if you are a user of WordPress and you've installed the WP GDPR compliance plugin into your WordPress site, it's been uh, recognised this week that the plugin has a serious vulnerability and any version of the plugin less than version 1.4.3 has this vulnerability. So if you do use the WP GDPR compliance plugin in your WordPress setup, please do make sure that you update it as soon as possible to a version greater than 1.4.3 because this um, vulnerability has been discovered and it's also known that hackers are actively targeting this plugin and as we are producing this um, edition of the GDPR Weekly Show, we're aware of fresh sites which are being hacked. So it is a very active situation at the moment. So please, if you're listening to this, you use WordPress and you use the WP GDPR compliance plugin, please uh, pause listening to this broadcast now and just go and check that your version of the WP GDPR compliance plugin is greater than version 1.4.3. What the uh, hack is allowing people to do is to set themselves up with admin level permission on your site and then obviously change anything that they wish to change. And there have been examples where people have used this to be able to change the site, you know, to point your site to their site or to put malicious content on your site, all sorts of nasties. So please do go and check your version of the WP GDPR plugin and you can download the fixed plugin from https colon slash slash wordpress.org forward slash plugins forward slash WP hyphen gdpr hyphen compliance i'll repeat that for you it's https colon slash slash wordpress.org forward slash plugins forward slash wp hyphen gdpr hyphen compliance if you go there you can download the latest version of the plugin which has this vulnerability fixed so um, please do check that out as soon as you can if you use WordPress and you use that particular plugin to meet your GDPR requirements. You're listening to the GDPR Weekly Show with your host, Keith Budden. Information commissioners across the EU have been asked to investigate several data brokers, uh, credit rating agencies and ad tech companies to see if they are breaching the rules under GDPR. The action has been initiated by a campaign group called Privacy International who have filed a series of complaints to the British, Irish and French ICOs uh, last week against 
a number of big companies, including data broker Axiom, uh, software giant Oracle, credit rating agencies Experian and Equifax, and advertising technology companies Critio, Quantcast, and Tapad. The campaign group claims that the businesses which buy and sell the data of millions of online consumers do not have a correct legal basis to amass such information. Part of their business models are about fundamentally exploiting data and therefore clash with many of the provisions of the EU's General Data Protection Regulation, said a spokesman for Privacy International. We put most of our attention on the bigger companies with which people have a direct relationship, like Facebook and Google, but then there are these other companies that most people have never heard of and wouldn't expect to have a huge amount of data about you. Facebook and Google have already faced complaints under GDPR, as we know, and we've mentioned that several times in previous episodes of the GDPR Weekly Show. But these uh, action by Privacy International is now aimed at these slightly smaller companies, although I dispute um, Privacy International's argument that most people have not heard of Experian or Equifax, I suspect at least in the UK. Um, their names which are familiar to a good number of people. But it's interesting that they've now decided to launch this action and it'll be interesting to see what the uh, British, Irish and French ICOs do about this. Purpose International says there's growing concern about a little-known ecosystem of data brokers, ad tech companies and credit rating businesses that have also built business models around buying and selling data online. Private web browser Brave filed a similar complaint last month with the UK ICO and the Irish ICO against Google. And again, on a similar basis, really, that they're arguing that all of these companies are holding information which they don't have a legal basis to hold. And so it'd be interesting to see quite, I think, how the ICOs react to this, what they choose to do. For the company's uh, points of view, Critio said the company had a proven record of ensuring its technology has high levels of data privacy and security and it had complete confidence that its practices were GDPR compliant. Axiom said it participated in data security and privacy tests led by industry bodies, had been trading for 50 years and was leading the ethical use of data and technology to deliver more relevant marketing and better consumer experiences from respective brands. Experian said it would review the allegations. A spokesman said we have worked hard to ensure that we are compliant with GDPR and we continue to believe that our services meet all requirements. Equifax, Contrast and Oracle uh, refused to make any public comment. The UK Information Commission's Office said it was aware of the concerns raised about the compliance of data protection laws by big tech companies, data brokers and credit reference agencies and it added it would work with the other European data protection authorities and the European Data Protection Board to consider the facts and and see whether there was any joint work that needed to be done. Doubtless um, this action following on from uh, action we mentioned last week where the ICO had issued assessment notices requiring companies to conduct audits 
to experience Equifax and call credit, uh, we'll probably rumble on. And so we'll bring you more news in future editions of the GDPR Weekly Show. It's interesting as well that one of the products which um, has been singled out for examination is Experian's Mosaic product. Um, Mosaic, for those of you that don't know, is a, is a product which basically breaks people down into socio-economic groups. And the argument is currently over whether that breaking down into socio-economic groups um, makes that data extra sensitive data under GDPR. And we're waiting for a ruling from the ICO on that, which hopefully we will have uh, this side of Christmas. But if the ICO rules that is the case, then that should have serious implications, not just for experience themselves, but of course for all the organisations that use experience Mosaic. And Mosaic is very commonly used by credit reference companies. It's used by a lot of local authorities, and indeed it's used by a number of police forces, including Cambridgeshire Constabulary and Lancashire Police. Um, but I think there are also a number of other constabularies and police forces which use Mosaic. And so it will be interesting to see uh, what the ICO rules on that. And we will, of course, keep you updated in future editions of the GDPR Weekly Show. Check us out on Facebook. Just a reminder that as well as the podcast, we now have our own Facebook group. Please do pop along and see us there at https colon slash slash www.facebook.com slash groups slash GDPR weekly show. That's always one word, GDPR weekly show. And uh, do please come and join the group and follow the discussions that are going on. You're listening to the GDPR weekly show with your host, Keith Budden. If you're in the UK, you can't have missed the uh, conversations that have been going on regarding Brexit uh, this week. Uh, what were the events in uh, government and uh, the events generally across the country, I think, as people are now beginning to realise perhaps the hard choices that have to be made. I'm not going to get involved in that, but let's look at the implications of the possible outcomes to Brexit on data as far as it's controlled by GDPR. There are essentially three things that could happen. Either the government could vote through the proposed agreement that's been put forward by the EU and if that goes through, then, as we already know, and we've discussed, we've discussed previously on the GDPR Weekly Show, um, the UK government has made sure that everything that's within GDPR carries on as it does under the current situation. So it carries on after Brexit. It's just that instead of GDPR, or as well as GDPR, in reality, rules also then come into place in the new UK Data Protection Act 2018, but essentially for all the day-to-day processing, the rules are the same. So if you're GDPR compliant, you'll be compliant with the new Data Protection Act. However, we do also need to look at what happens if we 
as the current phraseology says, we crash out of the EU without an agreement. If we do that, if we leave the EU without an agreement, then under GDPR, the UK becomes the third country to which EU member states may not transfer personal data unless there is a legal data transfer solution in place, which there wouldn't be on day one. So that could give multinational companies particularly a big problem because it would mean that legally their offices outside of the UK but within the EU would not be able to transfer personal data to their offices or facilities within the UK without breaching GDPR. So what would need to happen between now and March should we decide to crash out and let's hope that we crash out with some notice and not just literally crash out on the day that we leave the EU. Then there are two options. One is is that the European Data Protection Board could make an adequacy decision in which they would then recognise the UK as an approved country, much like the EU currently recognises US companies under the EU US Privacy Shield, or indeed recognises some Israeli companies or some companies in South Africa. Um, and so if that happened and the UK becomes an approved country, then personal data may be freely transferred to and from EU member states. No problem. However, if we only have an adequacy decision, then the UK would no longer participate, or the UK ICO would no longer participate in the European Data Protection Board. And theoretically, of course, that means that over time, the UK implementation of GDPR could drift away from the European implementation of GDPR. It's probably a slim risk, but the risk is there. So to get around that risk, it's decided that the European Data Protection Board would need to give the UK an enhanced adequacy decision. This would mean that the UK would remain sitting on the European Data Protection Board. We'd make sure that everything within GDPR in the UK tied up 100% with GDPR across the EU. And essentially it would be much the same situation as now. Um, and no caution there though is that of course there's no obligation on the EU to do that. There's no obligation on the EU to give us participation in the European Data Protection Board once we leave the EU, once Brexit comes into effect. And so I think we need to hope that relations between the UK and the EU don't deteriorate more than they have already um, especially if the decision of the UK Parliament is to reject the offer that's currently put forward by the EU for the divorce agreement, for want of a better way of putting it, the Brexit agreement. Because if they do, and we 
um, do just crash out, then there are these additional dangers to what could happen to transfers of data to and from European company, countries and for any companies that are multinational. And indeed, of course, there were some companies which previously weren't multinational in the sense where they kept their data, but have now opted to move their data to the EU. There could be issues with transferring that data back to the UK, or at least transferring it back legally. So again, as the coming weeks uh, pass and we get a clearer picture on whether the EU themselves are going to pass the new Brexit agreement at their meeting of ministers next Sunday, or and or that the uh, UK Parliament gives the agreement its blessing and, and agrees to it. Obviously, all that has an implication on what happens here. So we will uh, be updating this probably every week now in the GDPR Weekly Show until a clear picture emerges of which way the UK and the EU are heading. You're listening to the GDPR Weekly Show with your host, Keith Budden. Microsoft Office is also finding itself under investigation by the ICO. Um, Microsoft Office, which is of course well known for uh, Word, Excel, PowerPoint, is alleged to be breaching European data rules because it's been harvesting data, including the content of private emails, without the knowledge of its users, or its more specifically, without the explicit consent of its users. Um, this uh, investigation started off with the Dutch ICO, who said that they'd found large-scale collection of personal data through Microsoft Office, which Microsoft had collected without informing users. Microsoft said in a statement that it collected the data for functional and security purposes. However, the report from the Dutch ICO found that Microsoft collects data including the subject lines of emails and indeed snippets of email content. The Microsoft don't deny collecting this information, however they argue that it doesn't um, fall outside of their issues with GDPR because they're saying it's a part of the user agreement that users sign up to. So that was, this is a legal argument which will, which will roll on. But as part of what they're doing now, Microsoft have moved where they collect this data from European users from data centers in the US to data centers within the EU. Microsoft also collects telemetry data, part of normal software monitoring of users of Word, Excel, PowerPoint and Outlook. Now that in itself, because it's anonymized, um, the ICO is reasonably happy with, what they're not happy with is the fact that Microsoft have allegedly and appear to be agreeing that they do collected subject lines from emails and indeed actual text from emails and the ICOs alleging or the Dutch ICOs alleging actually the data also includes sentences from Microsoft Word documents particularly triggered if someone has used the spell checker on the document. So this is a obviously an investigation which will, is going to take some time 
to roll on. Microsoft, for its part, whilst saying that it's been fully GDPR compliant, has agreed with the Dutch ICO to make certain changes to its software and to the data which the software collects. And it has undertaken to submit these changes for verification by the Dutch ICO by April 2019. The Dutch government said it was particularly worried that its own data had been gathered by Microsoft, including that of 300,000 Dutch government employees, all of whom use Microsoft Office. The data regulator said that if Microsoft did not make progress on its data processing, it would have to consider further enforcement measures. So it'll be interesting, again, this is another case, you know, we've now had Facebook, we've had Google, and now we've got Microsoft all being looked at for quite how they handle personal data. So, again, as soon as we have an update on this from either the Dutch ICO, the UK ICO, or, of course, from Microsoft themselves, then we'll bring it to you in a future edition of the GDPR Weekly Show. You're listening to the GDPR Weekly Show with your host, Keith Budden. So next week, it will not only be uh, only a month to Christmas. That's a scary thought for everyone. Um, not only a month to Christmas, but also it was it'll be exactly six months since GDPR came into effect. And so we'll be covering a little bit next week on where the world is at now that GDPR has been enforced for six week, uh, six months. But... Also, I'd like to hear from you. I'd like to hear how you're finding it. Now that GDPR has been enforced for six months, what do you think is, is happening? What do you think are the important things that you've learned or that you're worried about or that you're not quite sure whether you should be doing or not? Let's cover some of those off next week. So this week, um, have a think about that. And during the week, drop me an email at podcasts at insurety.co.uk that's E-N-S-U-R-E-T-Y dot co.uk. And I'll collate those and get the answers to those questions for you for next week's episode. Also next week, we're going to be looking at how GDPR affects your staff Christmas parties. And yes, unfortunately it does. Um, but I'm going to leave you hanging on that one. Uh, to make sure you come back next week and listen to next week's edition of the GDPR Weekly Show. You're listening to the GDPR Weekly Show with your host, Keith Budden. So that brings us to the end of this week's episode of the GDPR Weekly Show. I hope you found it useful. I hope you found it entertaining. Please do let me know. Let me have your feedback by sending an email to podcast.insurity.co.uk you can find out more about us and Insurity at www.insurity.co.uk and I look forward to speaking to you again, same time, same place, next week. Have a good week everybody and remember to keep your data safe. Check us out on Facebook. The GDPR Weekly Show is an Insurity production. Follow us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash insurity.